This is Pastoring Out Loud, a podcast for Bethlehem Baptist Church's South Campus in Lakeville, Minnesota. Are you interested in learning more about our church? Go to Bethlehem.Church forward slash location forward slash south dash campus. Still need to get that URL shortened, don't we, Dave? Be helpful at some now, point. You might have noticed, and we certainly got a lot of comments. I actually got probably more comments about this than uh, any other podcast thus far. Uh, at least in terms of, uh, we love it, or please don't do this again. The audio quality <laughs> of the podcast sounds significantly better. Don't yes. you think so, Dave? I uh, I haven't actually listened to it. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't listened to it. But I, I assume yeah. so. Yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah. It's significantly different thanks to uh, Ethan Bruno and the media department who has uh, equipped us with some fine equipment. But... You know, the thing that triggered the emails was not primarily the fineness of the equipment, but rather the fact that the previous episode was mixed into left and right stereo channels. Thus, Daniel was left and Dave and Nick were right or something like that. It's probably something biblical there. Don't you think? Like, sit at my right hand when you come into your podcast. Or What's the Lord's providence in that? I don't know. Am I a left-handed judge like Ehud was? Maybe. Like, maybe. Does that mean, like, shifty or dangerous <laughs> or something like that? If you're left-handed, biblically speaking, it was a surprise. Yeah. So yeah. watch out. Watch out, all you left-handed people. Dave, any takeaways from the Lakers' victory over the Heat? Anything that you'd say about, uh, I mean, ultimately, in a lot of ways, this is a, a return to form. Didn't see like the endless three points and all of that from previous years. They just kind of, in a lot of ways, crashed the boards and just won. Like, anything you'd say about that? Anything big? Any large takeaways? Any moments that were, oh, just so good for your soul or really frustrating for your soul? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it speaks a lot to experience. So a lot of times you want to see the up-and-coming team uh, – kind of root for the underdog that way. But to me, it just seemed, as I watched, it just seemed fairly methodical. The The Lakers had guys on their team that know how to win, and they just did it better for longer. And that's what we got to do. So, yeah, I mean, like you said, it was, it, was a pretty, it was a pretty dominant performance despite a couple of close games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think I said to a friend, Lakers in five, and uh, Lakers in six is what it was. Predictions for 2021 NBA Finals. Who's going to be in the finals, not who's going to win? I uh, I would right now go with um, either the Celtics or Nets. I'm leading Celtics out of the East. And uh, I'm, I'm not going to bet against a, a hungry, revamped Warriors team. Really? So you don't think the Lakers are going to make it? To the NBA Finals next year. So much depends on draft and free agency, but I'm I'm not going to bet against a hungry Warriors team. <laughs> oh, <clears throat> so um, think of the Heat. Yep, but with gifted, skilled guys at every position. That's what the Warriors are. Play so the same way. Golden State Culture Warriors 2021 that's guys. Right. That's right. But we're not talking about culture warriors today. Are we, Dave? We're. <laughs> I don't know. What, <laughs> a, I'm not sure what we're talking about. It's a horrible about. segue. It's a horrible <laughs> segue. You know what we're talking about. I sent you an email five minutes ago. 
Um, so last time we talked about Christ and culture in a, uh, a long, <laughs> pretty long uh, episode, longer than we would normally do. Um, for the next, uh, I think, three, we're going to talk about um, just different things pertaining to uh, the election season, kind of uh, talking more uh, overarching and then drilling down to, hey, what does that mean for us today? Today, we're going to talk about providence, God's providence, what that means for Christians in um, an election season. So Dave, what is what is providence? What's the nature of providence? When we say providence, we, we're not talking about a uh, uh, a city in the tiniest state in the union. We're talking about what? What is providence? How would you define it? Yeah, in its simplest form, providence is God's complete sovereignty in the moment-by-moment realities of everything in life. That's really what providence is. It's a it's a subcategory of his sovereignty. Yeah, so was, was God provident over that light change and you got here 60 seconds later than you would have? Yes. Was uh, God provident over the uh, the uh, the genders of your children? Yes. Was God provident over the Lakers winning? Yes. Okay. All right. Now, let's <laughs> out. As much as that last one might be uh, dis- distasteful to some. So, um, talk about the nature of providence. So, we, we say that as a category. Like, God yeah. is provident over all of this. And it's stunning and it's wonderful in his... His sovereignty. We love the sovereignty of good God here mm-hmm. at Bethlehem. Mm-hmm. What does that mean as far as uh, the discernment of his providence? What do we, when we say God is provident, or maybe historically, what has that meant for some people and how they thought about providence? How do we think about just what's the nature of God's providence? Is it is it something that's always easily discernible from the big things to the little things? Or is it more mysterious harder to discern yeah it well i mean it it depends right in uh, some some things uh it's it's easy to discern because he's revealed them in his word so uh there are there are providential things that we can we can see really clearly so when someone comes to know jesus uh, we can say well yeah god's God's doing that. We we know He's behind that in this way because we see it revealed in His Word over and over and over again. Um, when I think through things like uh, long-term sufferers, you know, there's a real temptation there where, where humans want to figure out what God is doing, and it's harder. It's harder to know what, why. Why am I suffering? Why? Why is God? healed this person but not healed this other person yeah so i think so there's a lot of mystery too and oftentimes what i find as a as a pastor especially in those situations of suffering is that we we know more clearly as time goes on yeah yeah so the hindsight yeah being 2020 hey it's 2020 oh i'm (laughs) sure that joke's been made 20 times 20 20 times Anyways, I think there's a kind of thing where it's like we, I don't, and I don't know that this is particularly um, something specific to our culture and our day. You look back at mm-hmm. the last 2000 years, you even look at um, kind of the understanding of divinity and pagan cultures, go back to Greco Roman culture, go to um, all kinds of different places in the ancient Near East. And there's kind of a sense of like 
Like we want to divine, to figure out, to discern what providence is in this moment. That's right. Like I want to know. So, I mean, everything from like, uh, you know, uh, pagan practices of let's read chicken entrails to figure mm-hmm. out what spirits mm-hmm. or what gods mm-hmm. are doing, um, you know, declarations in, in a Christian context of like God is doing X. So through the British Empire, the Holy Roman Empire, the Roman Empire, the American experiment, God is doing blank. Mm-hmm. And as far mm-hmm. as asserting this, um, it's just it's kind of tenuous and uh, it's an uncertain thing that in present realities, or even with a little bit of hindsight, to be able to be like, certainly God is doing X. So, right. right. So if we look at like providence in scripture and over big, big, big things. Um, so again, we believe that God is provident and sovereign over all things. We, we talk about like Romans 8, 28, mm-hmm. you know, that God uses all things for good mm-hmm. for those that love him and are mm-hmm. called according to his purpose. Mm-hmm. So uh, like I, we can say that is providence in your suffering, Dave, and mm-hmm. in my suffering mm-hmm. and in all kinds of things that we see. Mm-hmm. He's working everything for good for his people. Mm-hmm. Like that's mm-hmm. just a statement of his providence. Mm-hmm. Then when we see like current events or historical events, maybe let's even talk about the scriptures, like mm-hmm. talk about big earth shaking, uh, national or across the nations kind of events in the Bible. How do we, how do we discern how God is being provident? So maybe, maybe this would be a, um, uh, a test. If you're a, if you're a, a wandering Bedouin, in the Sinai Peninsula, circa 1500 BC, something like that. And you see stunning things happening over the land of Egypt. There's plagues, there's gnats, there's darkness, there's blood, there's all kinds of other stuff. Uh, How ought you, wandering Bedouin Dave, know, uh, is this vibrant enough? This is, this is pretty vibrant. <laughs> I was going to say, you have such a vibrant personality. Thanks. I appreciate that. That's a that's an inside joke between Dave and I so, uh, and one other elder on the elder council. So um, you know who you are. That's right. So if you're wandering Bedouin version of Dave and you see all those things happening in Egypt, how are you supposed to know the significance of those things? Yeah, well, it would be... Uh... It would be in accord with what you know of God and still what we said earlier, like his word. Um, so God, as we look back, he, he defined that significance to Moses uh, for, for Pharaoh to yeah. even know ahead of time. Yeah. Uh, and, and the interesting thing there is even in his providence, he's doing multiple things. He's, he's hardening. He's uh, doing it for his glory. So there, there's multiple things that you could... You could see so. So one of the one of the things I think you're after in asking that question probably is that uh, the most certain way we know is as God has defined history or time and what's happening in time by His Word. That that's the most certain way we can know uh, what He's doing and why He's doing it. Um, I think that's what you're after. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I mean, that providence zooms all the way to before the events as mm-hmm. you wandering Bedouin Dave mm-hmm. look out over Egypt and what's going on. Um, 
God's providence extends to this, right? So yeah. uh, for this purpose, I have raised you up, mm-hmm. speaking to Pharaoh, that I might show my glory to the nations. Mm-hmm. Then fast forward several chapters, that's Exodus 9, and I don't remember what the other chapter is, but Jethro, uh, the wandering Midianite, maybe you're a Midianite wandering, not a Bedouin, uh, wandering, you know, he's a Midianite shepherd at Mount Sinai, and he, he, Moses shows up mm-hmm. with all the Israelites, and Jethro says, now I know that Yahweh, he is God mm-hmm. alone. Mm-hmm. So here he is, a man of the nations, yep. not an Israelite, saying God's glory is being displayed. How do we know that? God spoke and said so. Right. It's a clear instance of his providence right. and other things like that. So here's judgment, indeed salvation through judgment, uh, salvation for God's people, uh, passing on Egypt. Um, and we see just kind of a principle at play, right? So God's people, um, so this is the, the Abrahamic covenant in Genesis 12, those who bless you, I will bless. Mm-hmm. And those who curse you, I will curse. Even stretching back to like the Genesis 3 promise mm-hmm. of like the seed of the serpent is cursed. Yep. The offspring of the serpent because he's going to be crushed yep. by the foot of some coming offspring of the woman. So even yep. there we see from Genesis 3 to Genesis 12, like here's a curse. And then fast forward to Exodus, mm-hmm. the people that are cursing Abraham's offspring, the people of God, mm-hmm. Egypt, they are cursed. They're cursed. Yeah, they're cursed yep. in turn. So, what other instances of providence do we see uh, in the Bible that portray other things about big historical events? Wandering Bedouin Dave. Yeah, I mean, you could see, you could see those continue to be carried out with, uh, you know, with someone like uh, Joseph, um, someone like Jacob. Uh, you yep. can see. Uh, I, uh, Genesis 49, when he talks about the tribe of Judah, you know, so in, in all these things, the word reveals to us what God is doing or what he's going to do. You know, they meant it for evil, uh, but God, yep. God's going to turn it for good. Yep. Yep. Um, or we, we get to see uh, providence played out throughout the Bible as we look at Judah and then how, how David is raised up and yep. he, he becomes yep. this king um, and then it points all the way forward to, to Christ. The question for you would be, I'm going to turn the tables on you. So should oh, we oh. ever, should we ever, is it even helpful to speculate on what God is doing if we can't see it specifically in the word? That's a good question. Like in an election season. Oh, in an election season. <laughs> like what exactly is God, is God doing here? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think there is a way in which one can have a sanctified imagination and say like, man, what all might God be doing here? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the thing is it's an imagination. It's like, True. it's like possible. We just can't, you know, God has not descended and said thus and thus about mm-hmm. politics in America, politics in Europe, politics in Africa, politics anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, we are left with principles from his word. That we can say everything that happens on November 3rd, God's going to use for the good of his people. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Everything that happens on November 3rd and in the next uh, administration, whether it's um, you know a, a new president or the second term for our current president, um, God will not be mocked. Mm-hmm. What a man sows, that shall he also reap. There are principles we see at play in the scriptures mm-hmm. that we can kind of discern some things, mm-hmm. but not with like 
like uber certainty. Right. Right. So right. Um, there's another example in the Old Testament, you know, a non, uh, a non um, Israelite king, like somebody like Cyrus or Artaxerxes, mm-hmm. who's used by God, non-Israelite to bless Israelites. Yeah. And they are in turn blessed, right? The people yep. of God blessed by, by those that are not Israelites. So uh, I think, I think being able to say like, look at all these principles, again, those who curse your offspring, Abraham, mm-hmm. yeah, they will be cursed. Those who bless your offspring, Abraham, they will be blessed. Now we could certainly talk about the, uh, the ethnic nature of God's people from Romans 10 and Romans 11. But mm-hmm. it appears in the New Testament that at least yeah. to some degree, the offspring of Abraham are universalized by all those that are of the like faith as Abraham. Therefore, those that are the same a seed offspring of Abraham through Christ in Romans 4. Um, it seems like some of the Abrahamic promise about that, those who are cursed, those who are blessed, centers around those who are the offspring of Abraham by faith, not only by ethnicity. So there's a there's a way in which um, I think Jonathan Lehman says it this way, like there are two kinds of governments, those that uh, oppress God's people and those that give freedom to God's people. Mm. And you best be in the latter category. Mm. Um, so I think that's I think that's how I would think about providence in terms of one thing we can discern is those that uh, those that seek to persecute God's people, he curses and those that seek to protect God's people, he blesses. So Dave, is providence like a one-to-one correlation? Like we can say X, therefore Y. Like we already talked about, it's it's mysterious. We can't quite discern. But is it like, all right, whatever God is doing, it's relatively simple. Like it's a simple thing. Like we've talked about some some principles here. Just apply those principles and we can just kind of you know, quote these verses to each other on November 4th and walk away and be all happy. What, what do you think about God's providence? Is it relatively simple, kind of complex? Uh, I think, well, it depends on what you talk about. The, the, his providence that he's revealed in his word is relatively simple. Yeah. And, you know, so so when I preach last week on First Peter 5, the God of all grace will himself do these things Uh that's his providence. That's what's going to happen. And that's relatively simple and big and a sweet, sweet promise of his providence to us. I think the details are unbelievably complex. Uh, the details of what what is he doing in this election season? What What is God doing? What is he doing in his church among his people during COVID? What is, what's God doing? What's he up to? Um, what is he doing in your suffering? What is he doing in that broken relationship? What is he doing in that surprise blessing? So I think I think those things get very, very mysterious. Um, and I think uh, the, the the only thing I'd say about that is that I think it's meant to drive us. I think it's meant to drive us to prayer. You know, just to, to seek his face, uh, to ask him for wisdom, to. Uh, to try to, to try to have understanding of these things, at least at the level that we know, hey, what, what do you want from me? What do you want me to be doing to examine my heart? What do you want me to be doing to love the people around me better? What do you want me to be doing to in the areas of influence that I have? So I think uh, providence, knowing God is always working, 
for me, you know, some people would say, well, then why pray? And for me, knowing God is always working, he's always up to something, is actually the main reason I'm driven to prayer, to, yeah. to seek his face and his will, and to, I want to walk in step with what he's trying to do. Yeah, amen. I think one text um, that really drives me to prayer as well, when I think about the providence of God, is the last, well, it's really the last several chapters of the book of Job, hmm. where Job, we, we see what has happened in Job 1 and 2. We see uh, Satan seeking to uh, get Job through either indirect or direct action to turn his back on Yahweh, on God. And we get to the end where Yahweh reveals himself and speaks, and he doesn't tell Job <laughs> what has happened in chapter 1 and 2. That's right. He simply, he simply says this. Uh, who is it that darkens counsel by words with knowledge, without knowledge? Dress for action like a man. I will question you and you make it known to me. And then he launches into this litany, God does, uh, of questions to Job that are all very rhetorical. Where were you at creation? Where were you when the world keeps turning and light and the sun comes up, sun goes down? Um, where were you in spiritual realms? Where were you? And in, in just like, I'm the one that holds all this. I'm the one that prov that's provident over all this. You're not, mm -hmm. uh, you're not. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's a watchword for me whenever I'm quick to assign providence or to label like this happens or this doesn't happen. Um, you know, like that is God's acting or not acting or withholding his hand or whatever. The complexities are many mm -hmm. <laughs> who can discern all these things. Mm -hmm. So we're at, we're at his mercy mm -hmm. and we're dependent, which drives us. Mm -hmm. to prayer. Anything else you'd say about providence, Dave? I just made me remember a quote from Pastor John. I just remember in a sermon once he said something like, you know, we sometimes see three or four of the thing, three or four of the things God's doing. Yeah. He's always doing yeah. a million yeah. things. Yeah. Last, last, last question I'd ask then is how, how ought this doctrine that we've just talked about, how ought it affect God's people in an election season? Yeah. What, what, why, why are we talking about it? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think it gives me confidence, confidence and in a strange way, helplessness, but not the, not the kind of helplessness that freezes me, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. uh, that, or that triggers a fight or a flight response, but more like the help, like I'm so dependent, Lord. That frees you. Yeah. That instead free, of, instead of free instead of freeze. Freeze. Oof. That'll preach. Vibrate. Free instead of freeze. <laughs> The, the, the providence that frees you. Yeah, that says, like, God has revealed. He has spoken. I'm not, like, without, uh, not you know, I'm not in the Acts uh, 17 position that God has created everybody that they might feel their way towards him. God's spoken. He's come to us in Christ and in his word, and he's done so in such a way that we can say with confidence, um, the Lord is my helper. What shall I fear? Whom shall I fear? Amen.